Hey, listeners, before we get started, if you're enjoying these episodes, you can actually check them out on YouTube in full video. You can just search Honest Ecommerce and you'll get pulled right to our channel. Make sure you subscribe and ring the bell for all the updates. Don't look for people that are like you, but people that bring out strengths for your weaknesses. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Honest Ecommerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, I'm welcoming to the show the CEO at Belgian Boys, an indulgent CPG brand turning up the happy one treat at a time. Welcome to the show, Anouk. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. It took us a while to get this one together, but we're here. We're going to do it. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Take me back in time. You know what was going on in your life. What's your background? Like, how did you? What What was going on that led to you know starting Belgian Boys? Yeah, of course. Well, um, actually, I, I got into into the business. Um, I uh, my the founder of the business, my husband Greg, and he went to Brandeis. He's also from Belgium, as you can hear from my accent. I'm not from the US, right? Nobody would have guessed. <laughs> he went to Brandeis, and you know, like every expat, you just bring the treats or you bring stuff that you like because you miss it, your nostalgia. He was filling up his suitcases with waffles, with cookies, with all those indulgences. And his American friends in the dorm were like, oh my God, this is good. Where can I find it? Where can I buy it? Couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't buy it. So he's like, well, maybe, maybe, you know, he was bringing it every time he traveled for everyone was getting special requests. Like maybe there's an idea here I should further explore. And then, um, I met Greg actually on the plane from Belgium to New York. I was here for my work in fashion. So I worked fashion design and. Uh, Greg was starting the company and I was like, I mean, this is an amazing idea, but can't just put a waffle in a wrapper on a shelf. Like we got to make clothes for them. That was into my fashion world, right? We got to, we got to tell the story. We got to have a brand behind it. What is it that we're doing? And that's really how it started. That nostalgia that we had for our authentic treats, but kind of evolved to, you know, I mean, the U.S. consumer can't relate to that nostalgia. Maybe some that have traveled, like, oh my God, I remind, I'm remind, I'm remembering the time that I was in the streets of Amsterdam. But most Americans have not been to Amsterdam, right? And so it's very hard to relate. What we do is we make those European foods very mainstream uh, for the American consumer, easy to understand, and really bringing that quality. That's an upgrade from an Oreo, Oreo cookie and um, Eggo waffle. And that's really what we're about. Now, that's amazing. So when you joined the team, uh, the idea was already there. With with that, like, what was what was the business? Like, what did you have so far? Was it just an idea? Or have you started to get into some marketplaces or start to test the, the waters with some direct-to-consumer stuff? Like, how what was going on when you like kind of joined full-time? Yeah, so that was back in uh, 2015. Um, and I I was always kind of in the background. When I was still in fashion, I was, you know, at night working the day on Fashion Avenue here in New York. And at night I was doing logos, doing uh, opening 
I don't know, Facebook pages and, and things like that. So, uh, making packaging and our initial, our initial, um, go to market strategy was really, I mean, we're in New York. So the local bodega, uh, the coffee shop, um, every, every store here in New York, just us going in. <laughs> Hey, do you want to buy <laughs> and putting it on the counter and, and really trying that way. And it's later that we really got into more specialty retailers like Whole Foods Market, Central Market, uh, and, and then uh, Mass as well as Club, uh, Walmart, Target, and, and Costco. That's awesome. So what um, back when you're kind of getting things off the ground and going like going into these these bodegas and you know, trying to get them to buy them for, from you, were you, you know, getting feedback from them that you were helping to then iterate upon the product and just make it better and better? Oh, definitely. I mean, there's so many things that we've learned. And if you look at our packaging or our messaging back in, back in those early days, it is not what it is today. Earlier in the days, like we figured out that that nostalgia you cannot relate to it, right? Our Belgian waffle used to be named the Liège waffle. We thought that was super cool. Liège is the city where Belgian waffles are authentically made and authentically from. No one knows where, what Liège is, right? Let's be honest. We <laughs> thought it was so cool that we didn't even name it the Liège waffle, like T-H-E, but D-E, which is the in Dutch. Like, really? Yeah. Why did we do that? But we thought it was cool and part of the brand. Now, what we made is... We actually made the customer feel stupid for $4.99 because they were picking up our product, couldn't even know, like, what does this mean? And you put it back and we gave you that feeling to be stupid. Like, that's horrible, right? But we learned that from talking to the consumer, talking to the, the, the shop owners, and, and then really fine-tuning from there, uh, fine-tuning our packaging, fine-tuning how big the, the image is on the product, fine-tuning the core assortment. Products were discontinued as well in all these years. Some, uh, I think it's all about listening to those partners and, and to the consumer to know what, what you're doing. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E dot I-O. Mesa is the easy to use answer for automating the everyday challenges of running a Shopify store. Find more aha moments when you're spending less time in the weeds and can focus on the bigger picture. With automations, you have all the power of code without the learning curve. You can easily customize how Shopify and your apps work with one-click integrations. From auto-tagging orders to sending order details to a Shopify customer database, Mesa connects your data where it's needed most. To put it quite simply, Mesa is a better way to work. So find your peace of mind and kick up your feet with a simplified workload to manage the everyday stress of running your Shopify store. Search for Mesa, that's M-E-S-A, in the Shopify App Store and download the app today. Free plan available with a no-cost setup included. Our partner Rewind can protect your e-commerce store by automatically backing up your business-critical data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 100,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Nix, Paul Mitchell, and Pampers. Best of all, 
Visit rewind.com slash honest e-commerce to get your first month absolutely free. That's rewind.com slash honest e-commerce. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up your free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. So these days, you guys have a bit more of an omni-channel approach. You've obviously got your your direct consumer website, and then you've got a lot of partnerships and some great um, kind of bigger retail stores, and you even dabble with Amazon. Um, you know, when you were first getting started, was one of these channels harder to crack than the others? Yes. Uh one of them, I think every channel has its own uh, kind of struggles, to be honest. Every channel has its own challenges. I think uh, getting with with brick and mortar, getting into the door, I don't want to take away the credit of founders, like getting into the door. But what I found harder is staying in those retailers, like really setting up the programs. We've been at retailers that have discontinued us just because it was way too early. It wasn't the right product. It wasn't the right placement. So I think you learn from those experiences. DTC, super hard with what's going on today. So I think that's changes happening in the landscape that you cannot really control, right? Like changing algorithms and all of that. That's, that's I think, really hurting. And But I mean, it's the same with Amazon, them changing their whole margin structure, overnight with dimensional weight and volume weight. And, and I think every day brings his own challenges even today, right? So I think in this, what I've learned is that for all your challenges, for all the channel strategies, you got to be resilient because what worked yesterday doesn't work today. And there's always going to be something else when you figure it out. And it's about having that not being married to your plan, but making sure that you can pivot and change and just make the right changes for the right situation right now. Um, and that's something that doesn't work. Sometimes maybe you don't need to pursue it. Absolutely. Maybe it doesn't make sense anymore at the stage you're at. No, no that makes a lot of sense. Um, so let's talk about Belgian Voice today. How big is the team now? So um, before the pandemic, April 2020, we were five people. And today we are 20 people. Uh, so we grew, uh, have amazing, amazing people on our team. It's been super excited to just surround ourselves with people that are smarter and more talented than us in what they do. And I, I love that. Like team is really, um, I'm lucky. I'm really lucky to be surrounded by such humans. With that amount of growth, I mean, I guess that you really got to learn how to hire and, and and those processes. Do you have any tips for people that are out there looking to maybe uh, hire their first uh, team member or freelancer to kind of work alongside them? Take your time. Um, it's got to be the right fit. Doesn't matter the per, the experience. It's got to be the right culture fit. It's got to be the right DNA fit. I think also something that 
I found in the recent months is that I think being very self-aware about knowing what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, especially if you hire in leadership roles, right? Knowing that, you know, if I'm somebody that's very gut uh, oriented, like I'll make a fast decision, I know I need to balance myself with somebody that is more analytical, process driven. And so I look for these things that I am not in other candidates, because that does make, I'm a big believer of the dream team, right? Like, don't look for people that are like you, but people that bring out strengths for your weaknesses, like people that complete you in a way, but DNA... Mm. Do not hire anybody without three interviews, you and two other people. Um, that's, that's something that my rule, but also something we've done is we've actually had um, candidates, like here's the list of everybody that works on our team. And now you interview them, like ask them what they think about working at our company, because last thing you want is somebody starting and after a week saying, hey, I'm really not loving the culture here. It doesn't fit with who I am or my personality. And then what did you do, right? So yeah. instead, like, yes, reference checks, but have the candidate also reference check you because sometimes it doesn't work out there either. No, that's that's some great advice. The growth that you've had over the last couple of years, you know, is there anything that comes to mind when you look back on it on maybe perhaps a mistake that you guys made along the way that you'd want to like help our listeners not make? Oh, there's so many mistakes. Um to, uh, what stage I want to say, but um I think learn I think if you do make a mistake, learn from it because I want to say that the biggest moments of reflections are those me- reflections where you're like, "Ah, oh, should have checked that more, should have double checked that, right? Like um, if you're, we're in the temperature, like sensitive business, like stupid thing, but make sure that you are checking off the right temperature on the item forms, right? Because if you do, if you write ambient and it gets 30 degrees, like Celsius, 30 degrees Celsius, then your shipment melts because it's chocolate. It seems obvious, but why did we forget? Um Something I would say is hire a good lawyer and hire a good accountant and don't compromise however it it may cost because it's going to cost you way more later to fix the issues that were done. So that's one thing (laughs) for sure. Well, is there anything that I didn't ask you about today that you think would resonate with our audience? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think uh, something we're doing right now, and I think it's it's really hard, you know, when you start and you have this idea and you want to prove something, there's a lot of like, I don't want to say naysayers, but a lot of people that are just, what what the hell are they talking about, right? Like, that's what they're going to do. We don't need that. But if you have that idea and if you believe in it, just go for it, right? Because it is your journey and don't look right or left. Ask for advice, ask to be elevated and be challenged on your ideas. So for instance, we have our uh, breakfast line. When we got to the US, um, we started with crepes and pancakes and we were told these are merchandised frozen. If you think about it, Ego frozen waffles, it's all merchandise frozen breakfast. And mm-hmm. in Europe, these products are merchandised refrigerated. If you think about it, we're selling breakfast to the consumer. Where do you buy breakfast in the store? Eggs, milk, yogurt, cheese. It's all refrigerated. So why do you make people go all the way in the back to buy the rest of their breakfast that they need to stock up? Didn't suit us. 
we came, we said we want to be refrigerated. And people told us, what? And we did it. Now, it wasn't an overnight success. It wasn't an overnight thing either. We did it. We started at Costco. We did one regional location to get some data points. We went with that data to Walmart. We then grew from the first year we were at Walmart in 65 stores. Today, we have that refrigerated program at Walmart, or tar- at Target, and more retailers uh, are coming along, but we're in over a thousand stores with that program. And the success of our uh, of our program has really been us just going there with our retailers, partnering up, learning, and really doing it on a small scale. So a lot of people told us, you can't do this, but you got to feel what's right for you. And then just don't take that as a, I want to say like as a no, right? Maybe mm-hmm. it's a not right now. No, absolutely. Now, we, we talked all about uh, these amazing products and you're telling us exactly where to find them in refrigerators <laughs> across the nation. Uh, but where, where can they find it online if they're curious as well? So we have a website, belgianboys.com and we're on uh, Amazon. Uh, if you have the fast grocery deliveries, you can find us on uh, GoPuff or Gorillas. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.